Hey, hey, so I'm back with my friend Michael here. We're going to be talking about not just one episode, the entire first half of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, it's very different from the first season, I would say so. And not in a bad way. It's different in the sense that in the first season, the first three episodes was all the central story. And then they had a few episodes of filler. And then the last two episodes were kind of central. Here, it's not that way. Here, the first episode, it's it's a battle episode, but it also introduces you to cool. Like it introduce, it shows you the fact that Boba Fett is somehow alive, and at the end at the end of the episode, so like it's it's a battle episode, but it also like does its job to let you know that what the story is somewhat. And I yeah. think the new episode we've has been the most like story we've seen and we pretty much we know the mandalorian to pretty me much. to me i you you can say if you agree with this but to me the mandalorian is out of all the shows i've ever seen the most like a movie but in the sense that in the sense that you have these eight episodes and you don't get to the climax until the end and each episode kind of feels like if you watch them together like not a lot happens in the first few, but then when you get to the 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 midpoint of the season, you start like I'm not explaining this well, but do you, do you know what I mean? Where like you watch all this happen and like I don't know how to explain. I, I don't. I'm not making sense, but no, like, no. Yeah. like the way, um, like the way that nothing like like big stuff starts happening in the middle. And then the last few episodes is is usually the best. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, well, like it it does. I, I know the term, but yeah, I'm I I'm blanking on the actual term for that as well too. But do I I do feel a lot like you know season one. Well, okay, maybe it didn't. I was gonna say season one kind of like had more of a slower start, and yeah. Then, built to this big epic conclusion which it still did i mean you had like epic episodes like episode three of season one or whatever yeah like you know but it still was like a much slower build up this one while it is slowing slowly building up it's kind of like they're giving you already so much goodness in just a few in just a matter of just a couple episodes yeah i think that this episode had the most like crazy like like this is what we're gonna see in this show out of the whole season maybe the series like just the things that they revealed yeah. we don't even know a lot about it the thing that they revealed like oh this show is gonna connect in that way like we don't know but in the newest episode it looks like that's either snoke palpatine or some sort of it looked a lot like so and i saw a video uh, like breaking down all the Easter eggs, and they played over the music during that scene. And if you listen to it, Ludwig used like a slowed down version of the Snoke theme. Oh, really? So, yeah. so here's here's the thing. Is... I strongly dislike the Rise of Skywalker and how they like Snoke is just there. He's just right. in a tank. But here's what they can do, and here's what I think they might do. The Empire they... made him. Well they might do what Clone Wars did for the prequels where, where they're like, we're going to try to make something interesting of this 
this thing that isn't that good, like how Clone Wars, they made all this stuff more interesting. Here they could try to do something interesting with Snoke being created. You know, they're like, they can make that a motive for our villain, Moth. Like he's the potential, the possibility of that he's like actually helping to create Snoke. And it's, I think what this show is eventually going to do, whether it's next season, season four, this season, I think it's going to show, uh, give us characters that helped um, start the First Order from the Empire. Like, Giancarlo Esposito's character is the most interesting to me, and I'd love to see either a book or a show or a video game to play oh, as gonna, Oh, yeah, they're going to make a book. I can already, I can, I can see it down the line that, that would be so cool a, a video game like in fallen order style oh yeah play as him and be that cool. actor I mean, whether we don't see his own video game i want to see him appear in these fallen order games that actor is just he's so busy now with you well, know. he he could do it because he's familiar with video games he's in that new far cry game yeah he is um he is. he's um, He's like, he, dude. He is so busy. He dude, is. Think, with think the about boys, this. With this. He was like, this yeah. year. He's in the prequel of arguably the greatest show of all time. He's in a super popular superhero riff show. He's in the Star Wars show. I mean, he's. And he's, he was casted in a video game. He is probably. He is probably the most like respectable, most busy like character actor supporting actor at oh, least yeah. working right now I yeah mean, he's but i think that character would make sense if we get a fallen order sequel that takes place during the original trilogy that character would actually make a lot of sense to pop up he would um, or i could see him being like the main villain in a fallen order thing that'd and... be so cool i really want a sequel to fallen order to take place during the original trilogy i mean yeah that'd be really cool that would be so cool. And he could kind of be, he could be like the Saw Gerrera, but for villains. Like Saw Gerrera has showed up in, so he started in Rogue One and he shows up in Rebels and then the video game and the book. So it, it's in the sense that it's this character that connects all of the stuff together. Yeah. Because um, Forrest Whitaker, that character, he, he's kind of like the Rosario Dawson's character in the Marvel shows. Like, she connected them all together. I feel like Force Waker's character is kind of like that for Star Wars. Um, which oh, is ironic, no. because she's going to be in Star Wars next week. Um, oh, wait, next week? Well, it's it, it looks like... I, I'd bet money on it. Filoni, they're, they're, I saw that, um, that a, Filoni wrote and directed the episode. Oh. And it's allegedly called The Jedi. So, yeah. And yeah, that 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 probably means that probably does mean it. That that is the case. Um, and I saw a, a a rumor um that said that the episode is fifty eight minutes long. Oh, it, if she's if she's only in one episode this season, I feel like that makes perfect sense for it to be the longest one. Yeah, because like the past two episodes. Like they find a way to do so much within just such a small time frame. Like the yeah. like the three, they introduced Bo Katan, and they and they had all this other stuff happening in the matter of thirty six minutes. And this episode, 
they had a matter of just all of this craziness happen within 39 minutes. But it makes sense for Ahsoka's episode to be long, like, because if they're going to, like, have exposition explaining to us where she's been, yeah. I mean, like, what I'm curious is what are they going to tell us? And what are they going to, are they going to set up her own show? I mean, what are they going to, what are they going to do? I, I think that it would make no sense for me to cast a big actress like her and just not have her have her own show and like have her just appear this once no matter uh, what yeah i mean they're i think they are going to give her her own i think they're setting that up i think like rosario dawson you know because like the thing is is that john carlo esposito he was a big actor but he was only in maybe two episodes of the last season like of season yeah. one yeah. So he so he wasn't even really in it that much. Um, but you know, and he like just now popped up halfway through the season. So it's like I he, think his character is gonna be around a while because he said yeah. in an interview he like accidentally slipped. He was like, Oh man, you have no idea. We have mapped I know what's gonna happen through season four, and then they were like, There's a season there's gonna be a season four, and he's like, Oh oops. I might have not might maybe he shouldn't have said that. But like, he's the fact that the actor yeah. plays the villain is pumped. I mean, that shows you that we're gonna get some good stuff. Oh yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited. I think he's gonna. I mean, they set up at the ending that they're still hunting down Baby Yoda to you know take his you know DNA or whatever. Um, yeah, and use that um, for cloning. Um, because of midichlorians, um, <laughs> um, they never, even though they never fully, you know, said it was midichlorians that. Yeah. Had, uh, imagine an army of baby Yodas. Oh man! Speaking of army, let's talk about the Death Troopers at the end yeah. of this episode. Death Troopers have not been introduced to canon. Since like an old PlayStation Two game, that came no, out. weren't they? They were in Jedi Knight Two, I think, or Jedi they, Academy Two. Jedi Academy Two, they might have been. I don't Wait, know. yeah, but they're like, they're basically stormtroopers who have like force abilities, right? Something like that, yeah. They're like these um, very big stormtrooper like droids it's like a mixture almost it's like stormtrooper droids um it's kind of yeah i i don't know but that like oh i just that's that's so interesting that they're putting this like hardcore stuff that isn't canon like things hardcore fans like they're incorporating yeah, that now they're remaking it canon because the stuff that the death troopers were introduced to isn't canon anymore but now they officially are going to be again because they're reintroducing them. Which is yeah. The the second I saw when I saw in in the, when I saw the lab, I was like, "What is that?" I didn't realize until after I watched the episode and then watched the review that what that could be that could be Snoke, which is that's that's so interesting that that they could possibly connect to the sequels in that way. Like I didn't think they do that. Could it be the Emperor too? That's the one thing. That it if, it's could. Like, if it's like a clone of the emperor, they could be trying to clone him. 
You know, I wonder if at one point we would see in Battlefront 2, um, you see Palpatine had left like a hologram of himself to like instruct Imperial people. I wonder if like uh, Moff Gideon is probably talks to that. I wonder if we would see that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's it's possible, but yeah. Because like this, the the reason why I think it could be the Emperor, more and that's more likely. I feel is because in Rise of Skywalker, they very stupidly explained that um, that the Emperor created Snoke. Yeah, and so um, if, if he's the one that created him, then you know. Yeah. The whole okay, I just thought of something that hologram in Battlefront 2, Rise of Skywalker makes that look dumb and makes that make no sense. Because if Palpatine was still alive, why would he have a hologram of like that he died? Oh god, that just shows they had no plan, they did not plan that out. Yeah. And, Literally has a hologram, our fallen emperor, so he can still be with us. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it it's it's just just me trying to think about risk Skywalker. It just like it. Yeah, my the, brain is just the th- like the thing about Rise of Skywalker is that like I'm gonna always have a love hate relationship with it because like obviously it disappointed me greatly, but it was also like. I got to see the last episodic Star Wars movie opening night on my birthday. And to me, that was like such a big deal. I was like, oh, I get to see this on my birthday. And then obviously I left the birthday disappointed. But it would have been nice if it was it was great. Um (laughs) I they they could have, if they really mapped this out, they could have connected this trilogy to Clone Wars and Rebels. They could have had rebels, a rebels character, be in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, they could have. I mean, they set up some really interesting stuff in Force Awakens, and I'm a fan of the Last Jedi. Don't get me wrong, but that is a movie that is probably the greatest film that I have seen where nothing happens. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Um, I think that. Like, honestly, that could have made that movie be a bottle episode. And, like, this is episode seven and a half. Yeah. I think they really... But it needed I, to be... If it, for, for everything they needed to do, they needed either two more movies or they just need... Or, like, split it into two parts or yeah. something like that. I remember you know? when The Last Jedi was coming out, there were theories that Snoke was Ezra. Like, the... Honestly, honestly, that would have, I would have much preferred that over him being created by Palpatine or whatever. I mean, yeah, but, um, that's just, yeah, we would, we, uh, the whole, the whole being created by Palpatine made me so mad because like, that was, that was, what? that was Kylo's thing. That was such a big moment for Kylo Ren to turn on his master and to like slice his master in half, yeah, and to do that, and it was just this huge 
thing he did that was completely shocking. And it was such a big turning point for Kylo. And then by saying, oh, I created Kylo, and he could technically yeah. just make another cut, and, or I, I created another Snoke, and he could just keep on creating Snokes. I'm like, you literally just, like, shit all over the... What doesn't make sense is if he created Snoke, couldn't he have had like twenty of them with the Force abilities? I, I, who exactly? Sure. None of it makes any sense. There, but there's, um, there, there could technically be an army of Snokes that could have come out and just killed us. Yeah, it makes it makes no sense. Is, but yes. I think that like it doesn't work for me, even in concept. I don't think there's a way it works because. Snoke being created by Palpatine makes it this is a new villain and this was just carried on from Palpatine. So it's it's just it's like what Kylo said, you're still holding on. They're holding on to these original characters. You need to let go and they should have they should have left Snoke don't even mention Snoke, create a new villain for the third one. A new villain. Have yeah. the yeah. new villain be a character no. who was yeah. Bringing back the Emperor, like, I told all my friends from the very beginning, okay? Like, I know some people who are hyped. I told them from the very beginning, I'm like, you, they are crapping all over Darth Vader's arc. The best Exactly. The He's greatest, the chosen one. The single greatest arc in all of cinema history. And yeah. They are, he, and they are crapping all over it. And it's He's just, the chosen one. In the end, he kills Palpatine. Palpatine, who has created done everything throughout all nine movies yeah he does all nine movies and he kills him at the end um you know showing luke that the the, the light side is where to go and everything and then they just and he dies in back. the process he sacrifices himself to, yeah. make, to make sure he uh kills his master and i actually had a debate with my friend who was like you know saying like well, see, the it's the idea. It's the idea that he turned on his master. Sure, his master came back to life and died, but it was the idea that he turned on his master and became good again in the end. No, it it it, it ruins it. Even it, you bring him back in any way, other than the hologram, yeah. that's fine. But yeah, you clone him. I mean, that doesn't. It just it it ruins it, and you know. What, I mean, I didn't even like that about the. Uh, I was happy they aren't canon anymore. But apparently now it is, but I was happy because like they did that in a book that wasn't canon like a while back. They brought the Emperor back as a clone and I wasn't a fan of that. And then, you know, that wasn't canon after the Disney acquisition. And then now it is canon again. If if we yeah. have to have Palpatine back and canon return, I'd much prefer it be a prequel or something. Than have him show up for Skywalker. I mean, that would be much more interesting to me um, to see him when he when he was young. It could kind of be similar to like, um, it could be similar to like a serial killer movie, like where you follow the serial killer. Yeah. Like kind of like, um, what's that movie? I haven't seen it, but I think it's that similar premise. There's something like like Joker, where you're following this guy who's sick. Um, except I think. Palpatine is a much worse person than Arthur Fleck. I mean, he um, he he committed Arthur, genocide. I mean, he planned. I all. mean, yeah, Arthur Fleck. He was just a crazy man who needed a hug while freaking. Yeah, he he had he had good intentions. He had a yeah. heart. Yeah, while freaking uh, 
Oh, freaking Palpatine. You try to hug him, he'll just electrocute you. He doesn't care. <laughs> I could see in a Palpatine series movie, I could see a part where, like, he brings a girl home and they have sex and then he, like, kills her while they're having sex and then he's like good good oh my god my friend like he he was spot on because i kept on saying oh dude raise a kenobi raise a kenobi she should have been a kenobi but um i yeah, kept yeah. on saying that and then he was like dude what if raise a palpatine like what if she's a palpatine i'm like who on god's green earth would have sex uh, that that like, you know and Ray being a Kenobi, if she has to be related to someone, that's the best option. I think that's the best option because yeah. that would give you another, that would give us, um, uh, she could be in the Kenobi series. Like they could have a scene where he's having a flash forward or something. It, they could find a way. And he spoke to her in The yeah. Force Awakens. And, and it, by having it be Palpatine and not... Obi-Wan, maybe this didn't really mean much in The Force Awakens, but people theorized, and I thought it was kind of a big deal, that they had Obi-Wan say two words in her vision. He said, Ray, and he said, these are your first steps, or whatever, and that whole thing that he said in The Force Awakens during her vision that she had. They had Obi-Wan say that. And I was like, oh shoot. So does like Obi-Wan know Ray somehow? Because he says her name. And he says these are your first steps. But, I mean, that could also be, you know, his forced ghost when, speaking to When her I her. think about the fact that they yeah. did that, put that Obi-Wan line in there, and then made it Palpatine, that just makes me feel like my brain is going to, like, twist inside out. Yeah. Like, they went so far as to put that in there. Like, why did you – why yeah. wouldn't you have uh, – it makes sense. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean even, even Daisy Ridley said she thought she was going to be a Kenobi throughout like the whole, the whole trilogy. She didn't even know. They didn't even tell her. She thought she was a Kenobi the whole time. And then they, and then they freaking said, Oh no, you're a Palpatine. And they didn't tell her until Rise of Skywalker started filming or something like that. And it was Some like, people have defended it saying they hinted Palpatine, the force awakens. I think those were accidental. I don't think those were on purpose at all. No, um, no, yeah, I don't think because like the, the only obvious like hint to Obi Wan, like the only obvious hint to a to a character was Obi Wan, you know. With yeah, that yeah. And, I mean, there is the Ray's theme, kind of sounds like Palpatine's backwards. I don't think they did that on purpose. Yeah, music just music. There's so many notes in music that just happens sometimes. Yeah, and and I think I heard something about like how like. Um, Kylo's theme is like has some of like Leia's theme mixed in or something like that or is like or something along those lines so that's how people predicted that that was like well I, I again I don't think they did that on purpose I mean yeah. it's possible I really don't I, I will defend The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi but not to the it wasn't, I will not say it's well thought out or like exquisitely designed. Yeah. I mean, it's... See, the, the first film, like the thing I'll say about that is that, yeah, okay, sure. It's a rehash of New Hope. Call it that if you want to. But the thing is, is I was okay with what they did in that because they set, it was the setup. They set up some really cool stuff. I was like, okay, this is nice. We set this up. Yeah. Let's see how you answer this 
in the next couple movies. I think the way the movie ended, mm-hmm. that's possibly one of the greatest cliffhangers in all of fiction. Yeah, I think but people were like wondering because they had casted Mark Hamill and they were just like, where's Mark Hamill this whole time? And he pops up <laughs> at the very end and he's like, geez. says no speaking yeah. words. He got paid millions for that movie. <laughs> that, that's that's absurd. Nothing. And that's just absurd. Turn and just take his hood down and just look at her for a good minute. That's, minute and a half. That's, fuck, that's fucking absurd. Have you seen... Yeah. Did, you, you didn't watch The Like Your Hot especially yet, right? Uh, no, not yet. Not the, the oh, like forty-four okay. minute one, but I've yeah, I, I've heard some. I've heard some decent things. It's okay, but yeah, it's that's definitely what, worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch good. because it it does some things that like, oh wait, this is actually worth watching. Yeah, yeah, I hear that there are some cute jokes and cute moments in it. Like I heard one about like Ad- one with like Admiral Akbar, where like they're opening or like the emperor or something is like opening up a gift or whatever and then he and then like adam wapar is like it's a wrap you know yeah no but so. they do do something yeah. non-jokes they do do something the plot of the movie it it, it connects mm-hmm. to it connects to um one of the animated series in a big way um oh, nice. but i don't know if it's canon or anything it's just it's just interesting to look at what they did but as long as, long as it doesn't connect to the resistance series i'm fine <laughs> it's it's actually like oh yeah I I can't say it's a lot spoiling so I'll just I'll just not but it it's okay but it is probably better than Rise of Skywalker <laughs> as a as a film. Uh, um, it's, yeah, I know I know it stretch I know it references Rise of Skywalker because I think it spans like all the movies yeah. right or something like that. Yeah, well it it's. It's I can't tell you how it spans all the movies without spoiling it. Okay. But um, yeah, it's yeah. I really can't say anything without the plot of the movie is a spoiler. Um, yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. No, I didn't expect this from a forty-minute kids holiday special. Um, yeah, I mean that's like that's like some Avengers Endgame or Blade Runner twenty forty nine stuff where it's like the whole plot is a spoiler. My biggest problem with it, though, is that instead of the great humor from the Lego movies, it's more of the bad humor of the Lego games. Mm. About like fifteen to twenty percent of the jokes work, but the yeah. rest is like the game, the video game humor, um, which is unfortunate. But but yeah, so like I was, I was always a guy who like I don't know why I'm I'm not big into Lego games anymore. But I was always so big into like the Lego games when the Legos never talked, when they would just be like, ooh, 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 and they would just like mouth everything, like or mime everything like that. I was so into that. <laughs> like, I don't know what, why did they do that. That was my thing because like I I guess because they were Legos and Legos never. Uh, Originally, we were like, well, Legos can't talk. And then until they made the Lego movie. And then once the Lego movie came out, they were like, well, I guess yeah. they can. So, so let's, let's, start, let's start with the premiere. So the yeah. season premiere starts with, we see um, Mando and Baby Yoda. They're going to like some Star Wars wrestling or Star Wars boxing. I don't know what you, cage fight, what you call that. Um, which is funny that they're doing that because Gina Carano 
is from WWE. Yeah, it's a, and it's funny yeah. that she's not in that scene. That's what I find really funny, is that they yeah. did that. She, she, kicks butt, she kicks butt later on, but... Yeah, but yeah. okay, so so they go in here and they watch this fight, and he's with... Wait, what's the name of the actor that's in that scene? He's, he's a big actor. Oh, what's... Who is that? Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's a somewhat are, big actor. Are you talking about the the alien guy or the one eye? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Oh, what what is their name? It's um No, wait. I I know I know this. Let me look. Thank God IMDb now has individual episodes of shows. Yes, thank God for that. Thank God. Dude, I fucking like... hate that they never had that. Um John John Legazamo, John Legazamo. That's who it is. No, um, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. That was John Leguizamo. That was, was okay. Sid the Sloth was that guy. He played Sid the Sloth. I. John yeah, Le- yeah, yeah, John yeah. That's him. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. His voice was so freaking deep and different. Oh my god, I would have yeah. never known that unless he told me that was or I looked it up. That was so wait. So he was he was in when they see us. Yeah, he played um. One uh, of the, Raymond one of, Santana Senior. Yeah, he played the dad of Raymond Santana. Wow. Yeah, John Leguizamo. Yeah, that's yeah. what the Mandalorian does. They have these big actors just show up as um, yeah, I mean, like and, just cameo. And I also know him from the John Wick movies, but you know. Yeah, um, um but Timothy Oliphant—that's the big focus up. So, so they so they go to this fight, and he's like, "I'm looking for Mandalorians, people who look like me." And he's like, "I'll um I'll pay you to tell me." And he's like, "My mom, um, how you about Timothy Oliphant?" <laughs> But, but, he, but he's like, how about we, we bet? We bet on it. If this guy wins, and it's it's kind of cool to incorporate all the cannon, the guys fighting are the creatures from Return of the Jedi. I don't know what you call them, but they're like pigs. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, I, I love they brought them back. That was so cool. And like, they looked so good because they're practical. They did. They did. A dude. Lot of, a lot of like this show is using practical effects. I love that. Dude, it's, it's just... It's crazy how much better it looks when it's real. Yeah. Like, if you compare like, this to what, like, the prequels look like. Oh, God. You know, it's just kind oh. of like, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, I could have a whole episode about my thoughts on practical effects versus, I, I think you could do a mix of the two, but never do full CGI. Yeah. Like, Some, Mad, Mad Max Fury Road is a perfect example. I think there's some times where you can do full CGI. It really depends. Like yeah. if it's like, it depends. But when you're having like creatures like this, you can do a little CGI, but just too practical. I mean, Baby Yoda looks so good. He does. Oh my God. And like the, in all the aliens, all the creatures look so good in this. Yeah, um, but. And, and, but they, those... and they, have, they have upped. The production value this season oh yeah right? well we'll, we'll, we'll talk lot. about it a little bit in yeah. this episode how they, they do that in a big way in this episode um but so we're seeing the creatures fighting and mandalorian's like no i'm not gonna bet i'll pay you whatever i need to pay you and then he says okay fine and then he shoots he shoots one of the guys cheating and then all his all these men point guns at mando so he's betraying him and he's like i'll take all your best armor and the funniest part of this is 
Baby Yoda knows the drill. A bunch of bad guys are gonna die, so he shots the um he shots his little yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um and I love we, we, you know I'm like, no, he he's not gonna do the thing. He's not gonna do the thing he did last season and he does, where he makes all the rockets go at the different guys, like the oh, stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> and and then um and then we see and then he he takes out all those guys he he runs out of there and john legazamo runs away and he shoots him with like a, um what do you call it it's like a rope um what do you, what do you call that batman it's what batman oh, uses oh it's a uh, grappling hook yeah grappling yeah grappling gun just at john mm-hmm. legazamo at, at said at said from ice age um and he pulls him and he hangs him upside down he's and he gets him to tell him the information on Tatooine, and he's like, "Tatooine, there's no Mandalorians in Tatooine," and then because it's uh, there is one, but it's not now. We're not what he's looking for, but he, he hangs him upside down. He's like, "If you tell me, I'll let you go." And he's like, "Let me live. Don't kill me." He's like, "I promise you, you will not die at my hands." It's it's exactly like in Batman Begins when he says, "I'm not gonna kill you." but I'm not going to save you either. Um, yeah. He lets all these creatures eat at him. Um, and he walks away and has to Tatooine. And I just love how Baby Yoda's watching all this murder and violence. And he's just like, there's a part in, in the newest episode where they're flying upside down and spinning. Baby Yoda's just like, yay! Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I can't even, it's so funny. But um, when he takes off, he goes to Tatooine and this is another example. Dave Filoni and John Favreau know how to connect. This series is already done multiple times with the sequel trilogy. You've done connect books with movies, TV shows with movies, mm-hmm. TV shows with books. They this the, character, the, is, the book audience isn't going to be the same as the movie audience all the time. Like the vast majority of the people who watch the movies are not going to read the books. You but know, then when you but 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 in my opinion, you gotta connecting them, even if it's a small way, like Cobb Vanth, a tiny way, a character that's new to us. It's new to me, um, but now I'm gonna read those books because I like that character. Um, Literally, dude, it's literally so easy. In the sequel trilogy, they could just reference one of the books in one line. Like, that's literally... And it's it's disrespectful to the authors and the books and the fans of the books. They read this book and then the movie comes out and they don't even reference it. Like, like Leia got her own. I mean, Leia, Leia had like her own trilogy of books, right? The like aftermath or whatever. Yeah, she did. In fact, I actually, um, I might actually have one. Let me check and see if I've got one. But I think I actually have a Leia book. I need to read those so bad because I love Leia and, you know, I would have liked for them had Carrie Fisher not passed away, I would have loved to see a Leia series or a movie like Carrie Fisher, old grown-up Leia um, as commander. And um. To me, Leia has a character that isn't the, the originals are great. They're amazing, perfect masterpieces. But I would love to see Leia get her own story because she's not... It's Luke's point of view. Um, and it's just... Yeah, 
that that's one of the things that like it's just so sad Carrie Fisher passed away um yeah here here it is this is a uh, really good book called uh, how how wait how long is that Claudia Gray uh how Claudia long is that book Maria, Princess of Alderaan and it's uh it was about um it's about 407 pages so okay that's pretty and how many did they make was it a trilogy um well this one was a standalone book this was uh before a new hope this one was um and this was about kind of her journey kind of between what you saw with rogue one when she popped up in no rogue. no i looked it up it says it's a whole trilogy star wars aftermath trilogy oh awesome Wait, no, no. There must be. I think because they're that, not. They're not all about Leia, are they? Because this, uh, they're not all about Leia. No, this is one that is about. There was one called like Bloodlines or something like that. I think that also had to do with Leia. Some, okay. Something along. Okay. But it's like the movies. These books are canon. Yeah. They're canon, and these I've heard they're all great stories, and they don't connect them. I mean, it's like, hat. Mandalorian, they introduce us. It's it, it's kind of like they're going to do it, Ahsoka. It's going to be a new character to the Mandalorian, to Star Wars casual fans, but to us. We love yeah. Ahsoka just like Luke. It was it um, was a wasted opportunity for Catherine Phasma because she, yeah. she was so awesome and so badass in her novel that she was in. Um, in the like whenever they actually introduced her in the books and stuff and i was like why did you not make this her character in the movie why didn't you implement yeah. any of this you just they the, dude they could have even had one like two minute flashback and that's all you need exactly L- literally you don't like people are like oh well you can't expect them to do a whole backstory i'm like they don't need to you could literally have two lines and that'll make her a better character. Yeah. Um, literally, yeah. Her character is just, to me, that pisses me off, especially because they casted such an incredible actress yeah, and they did her so yeah. dirty. And like, people love the character. It's like Boba Fett. They love the character because they love the design, but like, you had an incredible actress. And it, and it was just, and like Boba Fett, it was a character who was just there. Just kind of did nothing. I think that would be a perfect, a perfect character to at one point. I, would she? Could she be in the Mandalorian? Be no, she she wouldn't. She wouldn't be part of the First Order yet, right? She would be like a kid, wouldn't she? Be? Yeah, I think she would be a kid. Yeah, I'd love to see that character getting another chance or something. Or it's Maybe. unfortunately, it's probably never going to happen. Um, yeah. I. I th- there's many, there's many sequel characters I can think of that they botched that I would love to see get Mass Kanata. Another chance, like Mass Kanata. Um, I think that you know they they could have they could have done Rose way better. Oh God, I I feel so bad for that actress. Yeah, I mean she didn't deserve all the hate that she got of like sending death threats to her or whatever that was like listen dude i think that her performance is it just it just feels like she's out of place a little bit to me 
but I think the actress does a great job. I think it's just the way the character is written. Yeah. Um, it has nothing and, to do with her herself. It has to do with the actual writing. But even if, even if I did dislike her acting, I still wouldn't be calling her out. People call her like a fat ass and very racist Asian yeah. bad, bad things to say. Yeah, they were... And, Saying like, how dare they cast an Asian woman and all this stuff, and it was. And then I saw people say like forced politics casting an Asian woman. I'm like, what? How is the political casting an Asian woman? Did you, did you ever see tweets like that when the first trailer for uh for that very first teaser dropped for the Force Awakens? Force Awakens, and then people. Fortunately, like, and then fortunately, people, I didn't. Like, A black stormtrooper. Oh my god, this is forced politics because of a black stormtrooper. And it was like, you know, because I guess since stormtroopers can't be black, apparently. Dude, the um honestly, making that character somehow politically political would have probably been more more interesting than anything we saw with Finn. I mean Probably would have been it would have been more interesting Finn, than him shouting right 80 times. Finn Finn in the Force Awakens was so good it was yeah. so and that character was so interesting to the point where that actor was so good that they were gonna kill i think it was Poe off but those actors were so good together they were like oh let's keep them around um yeah and and to me they should have because like the whole scene was just kind of pointless after rose saves him and since finn did nothing in rise of skywalker they honestly should have just like killed finn when he goes and he's trying to drive that ship into that thing to explode it and make sure that everyone's safe. That ends yeah. his character, and he dies a hero. There's so him. many. You know what they? You know here. Who was my pitch for Finn in the Last Jedi? And here's my pitch: is instead of going to this casino planet or whatever crap that it was, it's fine, but not in this movie. It like just doesn't. Yeah. It feels. Here's what they could have done: Finn and Rose are going to this. They're like going on a mission to find to like get supplies for the ship or something, but then they end up crashing on some planet and finding like some old Jedi artifact or something, and then it it leads them to maybe it leads them to like Ahsoka or some something something like that, something where they find some old artifact, and then they get back, but in getting it back, um, like Rose and Finn are stuck in a ship and only one of them can survive. And then he, he like crashes himself like into the first order ship, something like that. But like, I don't think you need to kill him. But if you do, I mean, they had it right there. They could have killed him right there. But I just feel yeah. so bad for Finn because he said he was a diversity hire, which is which is fucked up because the fact that the possibility of him being hired just because of black is sad because I actually think he is very talented. And did deserve to be hired for his talent. That's what's sad. Is he actually did. Yeah. He was worth. I mean. So. He. And. And it's. Yeah. And it's a shame too. Because like. You had. Him being. Feeling like he was disrespected. Because he said. None of them knew how to really. Write for a person of color. And then also. They. Um, Ray. Daisy really felt disrespected because she didn't know half of the crap that was going on on set and it was kind of stupid keeping yeah. everything like that 
Like that's what makes the Mandalorian so great is they John Favreau had this planned out. Yeah. And he and Kathleen Kennedy didn't interfere. She let him do it. And and you, you hear about um what Jim Carlos Pazito spoiled in that interview, season four. They know what's gonna happen. See they have this mapped out. Yeah. And and as as much as I complain about the filler episodes, they could have half of each season be filler and go to season five and they'll still get great viewership. Oh yeah. You, the because... only the only thing they could do that would actually make their viewership drop incredibly is if they ended up killing Baby Yoda. That's the only thing that would make their or well, a lot. Do you think he's going to be out of the series once they get to the Jedi? I mean, that's that's the thing is, uh, like, I kind of feel like the show can't go on that long. Yeah. If if it's supposed to be him delivering the child to where he belongs, then I'm like, how far can you really go with it? Yeah, how many seasons? If that's the plot of the show, like, can they really go past like four or five? Yeah, I feel like four or five is like kind of where they would kind of yeah. like end things, and then they would kind of focus on doing other show other live action series just so they're not like stuck into doing that one show for many years and then they get but like I, I do think they could still have Mando show up in other shows. Yeah they could. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. well, like if they do an Ahsoka show you could have um Mando in there. Is she, are they gonna train baby Yoda like at his current age? Um, I mean, maybe he needs. He certainly needs training and wiring a ship. <laughs> Jeez, that was hilarious. That was that, like, okay. So let's that let's, is let's that, continue. That, that is my favorite Baby Yoda moment I've seen so far. That was just, <laughs> that was so cute. And I watched it. I watched it with my mom, and she's obsessed with Baby Yoda. And she was just like, ah. but know. so the first, so they get to Tatooine, and they're on this. Um, they're not most likely. It's not most likely. Um, it's a, like a rundown area um and he goes into a bar it feels much like a western um he goes into a bar and he's like have you seen anyone like me he's like right over there and like boba fett episode one already yeah. um but it's it is but it isn't it's his armor but it's a guy called cab vanth played by timothy oliphant who i immediately woke up to him trending on twitter because people were thirsting over him in the mandalorian um, I saw people. It's it's interesting to me that people thirst over older Timothy Elephant versus younger. Did you hear the complaints that people? And we'll get to this once we get to episode three. Um, and so the viewers know what we're talking about. But I'll just say this for now. But did you hear about the? Uh, apparently, all the complaints and backlash against the, like armor boobs. I look I so I looked into that and I'm one hundred percent of the mind that there's a lot of unnecessary sexualization of women in, in fiction, but I don't think this is that I don't think this is the case here. No. Um I mean, that's how that's how breastplates were designed yeah. for in in this case, like it's 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 that's literally just how like it has to be. 
Yeah. And it's not like she was standing in like sexual poses, like, um, yeah. like I saw a cover of that Star Wars comic Doctor Afra, and she's like on a motorcycle, and her like butt is out, and I'm like, okay, that is unnecessary sexualization. That yeah. is, but this was, no, that's just how it, just how it is. I mean, I mean dude, I, if I remember correctly, in Rebels, I thought it was like the same way too. Um, I believe so. Honestly, it probably was. But that yeah, that's one hundred percent women get honestly sexualized a lot in fiction, but this is not the case here. Yeah. Um and I, I've seen women say the same thing. It's that's that's the one hundred percent the case. It's um yeah, so episode three, oh this that is okay, so much to talk about there. Um but yeah, so we meet this guy, his name is Cobb Vant. He was in the aftermath novels with Leia, right? Um, I, yeah. yeah, and so it's not Boba Fett. It's a guy who found his armor, um, and who he 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 bought he, yeah, he bought it off off Jawas, yeah. um, and so it's another kind of like the Last Jedi, subverting your expectations. Like, oh, it's Boba Fett. No, well, no, it's not. But it's still really cool. Which I actually um, thought they bought it off Jawas until they showed the whole like Boba Fett reveal thing. I thought that that was very lazy writing, honestly, in the very first season, because it's like kind of like everything. It's like, oh yeah, I bought it off of you know this, or I yeah. got it off this. I feel like bought it off Jawas is just kind of typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, but I'm just the fact that we don't that we're halfway through the season and we still haven't seen Boba Fett come back. I, I'm not surprised that they're giving him his own show. I mean, that's not official, but it the, the people who are reporting it... Officially confirms, because everyone wanted to know who the feet were in the filler episode of season one. And now I think we all know that the feet were Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Well, honestly, to, to so I think that was some deadline of variety, the Boba Fett show thing. I mean, this is... Oh, this, yeah. Here, here, here's the thing. When the Ahsoka news was out, I saw people, which to me, this is ridiculous. And people say, I don't believe anything if it's not Lucasfilm. These are professional journalists. They don't make shit up. I mean, this is not like, yeah. the, it's not like screen um, rant or like, what's that one? We got this covered. I mean, these are, <laughs> these but, are. Yeah, there's so many people who will like see the whole like, Oh, oh my God! Like when they when they made a whole we got this covered posted a whole article talking about how Lucasfilm is remaking the Star Wars trilogy. Oh God! Uh, the new the new sequel trilogy. Did and like, we get that? So many people in groups and stuff. I saw just fell for it. And so, they just, so you'll believe that crap, but you won't believe Variety and Deadline. Yeah. That are professional. I'm pretty sure that remake thing originally came from that Doomcock guy. Yeah. Uh, oh god, that guy. I tried watching his videos. Oh, it's it's. Oh god, it's awful. Um, I don't want to waste my time talking about that dude. He's just yeah. everything I hate about Star Wars fandom. Um, but yeah, so um, it just pissed me off when people are like, "Oh, nothing." Look, it's not official, but it's highly likely. They don't. They usually don't make these things up. Um, but, but yeah. So, um, 
and I'm, it's still possible that we're going to see Rex this season. It's still possible. Here's why. Because really? in that original report about Ahsoka and Boba Fett, it said it's not 100% of, we don't know for sure if he's playing Boba Fett. He also could be playing Rex. The only thing is that debunks that is I remember at like Star Wars Celebration or something, they announced that in Return of the Jedi, there was that scene where like Han was with all those rebels and they were going through that like, and it was on the Battle of Endor or whatever. And there was a rebel that they pointed out to on the left. And, um, and he was kind of very old looking. And that was supposedly supposed to be Rex. Yeah, well, they, they, they confirmed that it's Rex, yeah. But if that's Rex, then, you know, obviously the guy who we saw isn't Rex because he's too yeah, young. It's, no, oh, well, yeah. that guy's obviously Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, that's not a question. I mean, maybe, well, Rex, maybe Rex does pop back up in, in no, the season later on. Yeah. No, oh no. I think if we see Rex, it, that's definitely not Rex. Yeah. Because if it was Rex, he would have the hair. I think the reason that Boba Fett's uh, bald is because something when he got out of the Sarlacc pit. It's probably has something to do with that. Um, but 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 yeah. So I think it's possible we're gonna see Rex. It's it it makes sense for him to be with Ahsoka. That would make sense. Yeah. Um. Good. I mean, and, I'd, I'd be for it. but but yeah so so um this guy who's in boba fett's armor um he's the sheriff of the town and mandalorian's like give me your armor he's like no and then we hear some sort of like earthquake and there's a they call it a crate dragon it's like a dragon but it doesn't fly it yeah. lives like under the sand in it tatooine it was introduced or at least its fossil was introduced in a new hope yeah yeah no no there's a when they're driving through the desert on the speeders, they actually drive past the skull that C-3PO and R2-D2 were walked past. Yeah. They're like, it's the same kind of... So this dragon is the same as the skull that they walked by in the original. Um, yeah. And they even reference A New Hope again when the sound the dragon makes is the same sound that Obi-Wan makes to scare off the, like, the Tusken Raider. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was really cool. That's so cool. So, so he was scaring them off because he knew they were scared of the dragon. Yeah. But, so he says, if you help me defeat this dragon, I'll give you the armor. So that's the plot of the episode. It's a bottle episode, but they also set up stuff. You know, it's, it's a good premiere. Um, yeah. But it, so this battle, we eventually see a battle with the dragon which is incredibly directed by John Favreau. Um, I mean, this is, this is possibly the best. Got in IMAX, which is. Yeah, possibly the be- one of the best action scenes I've seen in direct since the original Iron Man. Um, the, scope of, the scope of it was huge. It was like, it was, it, because it was shot in IMAX, maybe it was because it was shot in IMAX, but like, it was better, like it was in a better action set piece than maybe anything I've seen in the new movies. Like, I felt like I was in a, like, if I was sitting in a cinema, I felt like I was, like, watching a big budget yeah. movie. I, I still think I'd put the crate battle a little above it. Um, but but it was it was pretty good. But, yeah, the fact that IMAX, the scale of this 
episode is huge. I mean, they're putting movie budget on on this. Um, And it, yeah, and IMAX, oh God, it looks so good in IMAX. And they have the shot where they pan into Cobb Vance's face when he sees it kind of like in Jaws. Um, And it's, (laughs) the way they film it it is so good. But, But yeah, I think that the episode ends with, we see Boba Fett is watching. I mean, it's highly like, very likely it's Boba Fett. Um, yeah. And so he he's going to come back sometime this season. We just don't know when. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling, yeah, I have a feeling they've got, they'll, they'll probably not bring him back. Like, I have a feeling they're going to bring him back in like the second to last episode. Yeah. Something along those mm. lines. Something like that. But, yeah. It's... <sighs> Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens because the next episode's gonna be Ahsoka. I think it's just the whole episode's gonna be her. Um, so. But what's so inch? Actually, I'll, I'll I'll wait until we get to um, episode three. But yeah, so the episode ends, Boba Fett. That's it. Um, then episode two is really fully a bottle episode. Um, but I loved it. Oh, it was an amazing bottle episode. I loved but it. I loved it. So so directed by Peyton Reed, Ant Man. I mean, he's He's the guy, if you want to do a comedic episode, but here's the thing. This episode is comedic, but it's there's some horror elements. Oh, yeah. I have never felt this intense watching a Mandalorian episode in a while. I was gripping my chair, and I was be like, ah, 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 ah. I was like freaking out. I was watching it. It was like crazy. Yeah. Um, the baby Yoda is so cute that that cancel culture can't even take him down. Oh, yeah, he's just that cool. cute. He's oh, just yeah. that. Here's the like that's just the dumbest thing ever because like it's not like the show is encouraging his behavior. Yeah, it, and, it's and like baby. What do they expect? Well, okay, but I would understand if the show was like saying like in, encouraging his behavior, but it's not. The show is literally telling you he's a baby and he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's literally just, he is a baby. He needs to eat. He's hungry. And the, and the, and the eggs weren't even like fertilized yet. But, but, but even if they were, yeah. the show isn't encouraging it. It's just, he's yeah. just a dumb baby. That's, it's not, it's not saying eating eggs, you know, it's good. It's just like, He's a baby and he doesn't know any. I mean, he doesn't know anything. But the funniest part about episode three is that he's playing with the frog, <laughs> and he wants it as a pet. So yeah. he's like, "Wait, this was a baby." <gasps> um, and and, and it also it also just goes to prove that Mando is like probably the worst father ever because he he just well, he turns his back for one second as he's freaking helping out this frog person can't even watch over this like son that he's kind of mentoring and baby Yoda just causes a bunch of havoc that we're gonna get into he really he really needs to install eyes in the back of his helmet yeah like literally um but yeah so this episode they're going this planet it's unknown what the planet is some ice planet with um 
with spiders, but so he goes to what's her name, who um Amy Sedaris's character. Um and he's like, I'm looking for someone who looks like me and she's like, Oh, my friend can hook you up. He knows someone. And it's I didn't realize until after some episode that this was kind of a reference to Ant Man. Because it's the giant ant guy. Um this giant ant guy tells him, Oh, um if you you I have a friend, deliver her here with her um eggs or whatever and so he delivers this frog lady and this this becomes um the episode becomes like a, a what do you call it um like a, what's what's the movie with the two opposite roommates um what am i thinking of but it's like mando is the opposite of this woman she's she's a frog he doesn't speak her language he's like do you speak hoodies and she's like i don't know what the hell you're saying yeah <laughs> but um the character design for her was really cool. She looks real. I mean, she yeah. looks really good. Yeah, um, that's the thing too. That was like a, that was also a practical effect. Is it was and a, the comedy was incredible. When, oh, the beginning with the jetpack was like. Oh my god! I loved when they were crashing and she she just screaming. But, but yeah, my favorite scene is where, um, comedy wise, is where you know Baby Yoda is captured by that one guy, and then he uh he offers to trade him his jetpack for baby Yoda and stuff to come back to him. And the baby Yoda's cues like, like that crying into his, into oh, yeah, his that opening scene was and hilarious. He, and, he hugs him, and then he hands him the jetpack and he just turns it on because <laughs> flying and it just falls down and the jetpack comes back. Yeah. That, that was hilarious. Um, so baby Yoda. So he leaves for some reason, he doesn't tie Baby Yoda up, like lock him in his chair seat and the chair. For some reason, he doesn't do that. Baby Yoda goes and he puts his hand up to the. They're like in a um, it's like um, like like lit liquid. It's like a canister or something because they're frogs. They need to be underwater, so they're in there. And he puts his hand up to it. You think, oh, it's a heartwarming little moment. He's gonna connect with the force and maybe give them some sort of power. Nope. He's he's eating them. He's he's their own full absurd yeah, Ant Man comedy. My mom, my mom thought like when she saw it, she's like, "Oh, he's gonna do something cool, or there's gonna be something special here." <laughs> but th- that that's great comedy directing because oh, yeah. you like you think it's gonna be one thing. Um, it, it's it's like in you've seen this in like MCU movies or Ant Man where like, oh, it's gonna be this inspiration. Oh no, never mind, never mind. Um. But he eats some of them, and Mando stops him. And then I think later in the episode, he eats, like, another one. And they end up... Um, it, here's another connection to the sequel trilogy and to the books. The New Republic. The, the Rebel. It's another connection. The New Republic. So these people probably have met Leia and Luke. Um, the, so... This is what I like, is the connectivity when they do this. These guys are part of the New Republic, and he ends up crashing on this ice planet, and then they ended up helping him. But it's it's a nice little adventure, you know? It's it's not central to the plot, but I think it was very good at being what it was trying to be. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like... What did you think of seeing, um, like, seeing like X, X-Wings or Y-Wings or whatever, and seeing New Republic. I thought that was really 
really cool that they've really uh they're really kicking off this new republic universe that they're making now yeah and um i and i thought it was really i thought it was really neat to find a way to interweave that in a season that is like interweaving kind of all of it it has sequel era it's got prequel era yeah and now it's got the new republic dude that's crazy that they're like prequel sequel and original stuff yeah it's yeah it's that is crazy they are finding a way to they're finding a way to combine all these different eras into one season and not make it feel overbloated force it's not force because they're small things yeah they're they're not necessary for the show they're unnecessary but it's great to see it makes the show better it does um it's yeah it's that was cool and then one of the guys is played by dave filoni writer of the show (laughs) of rebels and clone wars um what I want to know, I wonder if it's the same character he played in Rogue One, or if it's like a different. Because he was wasn't he played one of the pilots in Rogue One, right? He did, but he, since he was also a pilot in Mandalorian, and this is in season one, <clears throat> and considering this is Mandalorian, I feel like he'd be playing that same pilot again. Oh wait, he was in season one. Yeah, in the. Uh, in the second, I think it was the second Wait. Deborah Chow directed episode, but um, or oh no 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 you're wrong. It was episode six of season one. Uh yeah, it was now it was prisoner. Episode, it was episode huh. six of season one. Yeah, oh it that's was, it was it was that episode. He played the rebel pilot. Deborah Chow played a rebel. Wait. Deborah Chow. Dude, what played the hell? Wait, how did I not know this? I knew he was familiar. The guy, Mark Boone Jr., who he was in the Prisoner episode, he plays the big guy that's like Mando's old friend. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what he was in? He was also in uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. And, I know he looked familiar. And get this, a fun piece of trivia. You know how Christopher Nolan uses a bunch of different actors in all of his movies? Like, yeah. The same actors in all of his different movies. Mark Boone Jr., everyone, if you ask someone... Who's the first actor that uh, Christopher Nolan ever reused in a film? People are going to answer the obvious and be, oh, Michael Caine. It's actually Mark Boone. It was him. He, he was in, it says he was in Memento. Yeah, because he, he was also in Memento. Yeah. And, and so he was the first oh, one. Oh, shit. Was, I didn't realize this dude was that old. Yeah. He was born in 1955. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. But 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 yeah so i really like that and then the episode um the escape from all these spiders which were the same or similar to the creatures in rebels an episode of rebels um yeah the design of those spiders was so scary oh my lord and i my horror geek in me was so happy i was it felt like ridley scott's alien combined with like John Carpenter's The Thing. And the reason why it had like the mixture of the thing in there is the snowy environment. And it also yeah. and also the music kind of had that like the thing feel. It was like boom boom. Boom boom. It was like super intense. It was like yo. <laughs> and, 
and once those spider things showed up, shit got real, and I was on the edge of Dude, my. Dude, literally, you know, it's all Baby Yoda's fault. No way. He he, he like, ate the one. He ate that one just because he's so hungry. You already ate so many eggs already. How are you not full? You know, <laughs> are you a bottomless pit? <laughs> like. Literally, the spider was going to mind its own business. Yeah, but he he had to he had to do that. Um, that whole thing was like greatly direct. I mean, it was like it was. so intense. It was so scary, and then and with the production value, it felt like I was watching like something out of an alien movie. Like it was a yeah. movie spectacle scene. It was really epic. Yeah, and then they um. They they leave they leave uh, the planet and they go on their way and then episode three and I got um, gotta say dude like that episode it got so intense like the part where the baby where it's like crawling on baby Yoda's head and oh, yeah thing about to go down there and like bite his head I was like oh my god how's he gonna get him he's he's holding the door he's holding the door baby how's he gonna get baby Yoda the frog lady. Wow. Thank God for that frog lady. Jeez. Wait, have we seen her stick her tongue out like a frog? Daughter, no, not no, not yet. But we, we but, need to see that. But luckily, she had a gun on her, so she could shoot that thing off of Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, episode three is um. So episode three is um, huge. Huge rebels, Clone Wars connection, oh, humongous. Yeah. So, so let's start out. So the episode starts. Um, hey, I'm trying to think. Wait, what was the opening scene of Episode Three? The opening scene of Episode Three. I can't remember. He, he gets to the. He he gets to that planet. I feel, yeah, because I know that the frog lady was, like, reuniting with her husband again. But what was, the, like, the very opening scene? I know he, he gets to that planet. Yeah, he does. Um, he gets I can't to, remember. He gets to the planet, and I know that that happens on that planet. Was it, like, when he crashes? Is that the... That might have been, but... okay. Um, Which I loved. He 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 crashes, and then the Mon Calamari, like nods like this. <laughs> but um, he says, you know, I want you to fix my ship, and he gives them all this money, and there's only so much they can do. But he's on this planet. It's like, um, high high seas. You know, it's it's the first time we've really seen like a big um thing of water in Star Wars, other than Camino. Um, the Camino, we didn't actually go down to the water. And, you know, here we get to see actual, like, pirates in Star Wars, um, which was cool. So, goes on to this planet, and she gets reunited with her husband. And for some reason, they're not upset. They're, they don't even notice there's missing eggs. <laughs> um, so, but to them, it's probably just, like we just want our family to continue. I mean, it doesn't really, but still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, but so, she gets reunited and then um, Amanda was like, I want to find 
people of my kind and they send her to this bar and they serve these like squids and they're like still alive when you eat them and it like jumps onto baby on his face that was hilarious um but my favorite part is the end my favorite part's in the end when he eats it the way he looks is just like i'm not eating this soup anymore uh i loved at the end when he eats the squid when it's something they're on the ship um but i love so he's here and then they're like um where can i find oh this guy knows some mandalorians so he goes on a ship and the guy ends up double crossing him and they throw baby yoda goes into this little thing of water where there's like they're like, like sharks? Like, Aren't there like creatures in there or something? There, I mean, yeah. there's like there's like a kraken or something like that. Like yeah, something that eats Baby Yoda. He's in his little cradle. It eats him. Luckily, he's in the cradle. Yeah. And Mando, they push Mando down there, and he can't get out. And um, luckily, he gets saved by none other than Bo-Katan um, from Rebels and yeah, uh, Rebels and Clone Wars. Katie Sackoff, and it's the same actress who played her, which this, which this, which I heard a really good thing for a fan who's like um, from and a friend of mine who's a major hardcore fan of like Clone Wars and 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 um stuff like that. He feels like Ahsoka. They should have did the same treatment and casted the voice actress. Yeah, they honestly they 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 probably should have. Um. But, but I think they just wanted to go with, yeah, it, it, it really doesn't make sense why they did it with Bo-Katan, but not Ahsoka. Yeah, because even, even, even the uh, actress who plays Bo-Katan was like kind of questioning it or something like that in an interview or something. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, yeah, that doesn't really doesn't make sense. Hopefully she gets to play the character again, like in a video game or something. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I think if we see her in animation, they'll, they'll definitely keep her for animation. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but, yes, yeah, so Bogotan and these other Mandalorians rescue him. Which and I, didn't, they, I didn't know it was Bogotan when she first showed up because I didn't recognize her. At oh, first. I know it was Bogotan. Like, I, 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 saw the, I saw the face paint. I was like, ooh, that's, wait, is that, is that, is that? And then... I like so I had an idea, and then luckily I watched it with subtitles. So then, right when she spoke, it said Bo-Katan. I was like, "Yo!" So that's when yeah. I yeah. Like, so she saves him, and he's like, "You need to save the child." Go in, and she she dives right in, um, and she saves him, and um, she takes off her helmet. And the moment she takes off her helmet, he's like, "What the hell is going on? Why are you doing this?" And they're like, "What's wrong with it?" And he's like, you're not my kind. And he flies away. And I'm like, I was just like, oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Um, and luckily they they show up again and they explain who they are and everything. And now he's part of like a cult. He didn't know that. Um, which explains yeah. why they never, why they didn't keep their helmets on. I'm thinking that eventually at one point in the series, he's going to give that tradition up and be like, I was part of a cult. Like, I, I know a friend of mine who is going to be so mad if they go in that direction. Like he, why? Because apparently he loves 
the idea of this guy just keeping his helmet on. He doesn't Why? Want, like, he doesn't want him to take it because it's like he just loves. He feels it's kind of like, I guess this makes him way cooler. It makes it makes it makes him you know, it's like the whole idea of just like the voice of him. And if they have that situation, if they have that situation happen again, where it's like with the whole rumor happening with Pedro Pascal walking off set and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe that stuff. I mean, if it, but if it's true, for argument's sake, if it's true, um, then it would make casting a lot easier because all you have to do is literally just, you know, find... They, they could just get Diogo Luna. Or whatever, yeah. Just find a voice, <laughs> just find a voice alike or something, you know? Did you know that they played the same character in Narcos? Diogo Luna and Pedro Pascal? I never caught up on Narcos. Yeah, but, but it's funny because they looked like... Uh, they were both in If Beale Street Could Talk. They were both in it? Yeah. I know. I thought it was the same person. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't I didn't realize Pedro Pascal was in Beale Street. I knew that Dio Luna was. They were both in it. Because yeah. I was watching. Wait, is that Pedro Pascal too? Like the two best Mexican actors working. Yeah. <laughs> both both together. Um, awesome. but 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 yeah. So um, he talks to them, and they're like. Um, can you help us um, on this? Where can I find the Jedi? And he's like, uh, Will, can you help us on this mission? Um, and small reference to Empire Strikes Back when she alters the deal. She's like, that wasn't the deal you promised me. Um, so she, he says, we have to steal these guns. And then she changed her mind and said, no, we're stealing the whole ship. Um, and so they're stealing the ship and the guy who's um, in charge of the ship is the guy from Bosch. Um, yeah. What's his name? Titus Welliver. Titus, yeah. Is, I, can, I can never pronounce his name. Which yeah, is Titus. funny because they could have him be a recurring character and keep the name Bosch. Like, that sounds like it could be a Star Wars name. Yeah, that does, honestly. Like, Bosk and yeah. Bosch. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, so he, they're stealing the ship, and he's like, so he calls up Moff Gideon, and Jared calls Cedo, and he's like, um, like he tells them to like crash the plane because they don't want them getting to Moff Gideon. And so he, that's how evil Empire is. They tell their own people to commit suicide for the greater good. Yeah. And so he tells them to crash it. And then they get up, um, and I, I just think it's funny in the show how easy it is for them to take out stormtroopers. I just think that's so funny. Um, they how, take out stormtroopers. Stormtroopers is like the worst shot ever. And also, they're like, you know, it is it is way easier to take out battle droids than it is um, stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think in the Phantom Menace, um, like. Special features. George Lucas said they did them on purpose. I I don't know. I don't know why. But um, so so yeah. So they're crashing the ship and they get up to the front and they fight him and they're like, she's like, um, tell me where Moff Gideon is. Where's the dark saber? Um, and then he he says, she says, I'll let you live if you tell me. And he's like, 
you will, but he won't. And this is just proves Moff Gideon again as an evil, evil. I mean, he, he's gonna be a re- he's a really intimidating villain. He, oh, yeah. They have some sort of chip inside the Imperial officer inside his head, where he electrocutes Moff Gideon electrocutes him. Yeah. I mean, he, dude, that. So I'm assuming it's similar to how the clones. Well, it's, better, head. it's better than getting your head blown up like in the boys. <laughs> uh, is it? No, I feel like head blown up is less painful because it's quicker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's you're comparing, uh, you're comparing trash to trash. <laughs> but um, but so yeah, he gets electrocuted and Bosch dies. Um, but he was he was a good villain, good one episode villain. Um. It, it was it was nice to see that actor. I was like, I know that actor. Um, yeah, a lot of the actors are using for I've noticed this. A lot of like the actors that like people for one time characters are, like one time characters. Like Timothy Oliphant is probably one of the biggest names they're casting on this show of new characters, and he's only in like that one episode. Yeah, um, I I remember Bill Burr saying in an interview that he like. Like he either said he's back for season two, or he said like he might be back. But I, I don't know. I, I think we'll see. The, I think we'll see him again at one point. Um, I, think so. I think so. But but yeah. So um, he dies, and they're about to crash. And they do one of my favorite things in movies. My favorite cliches, where they're flying a plane and it's about to crash, and they pull up at the last second. Um, oh, they pull up at the last second. And they end up stealing the ship, and they're like, to Mandalay, you sure you don't want to join us? And he's like, no. And he, but, and then he's like, if um, um, offer still on the table, just so you know. And so he takes um, but he before I go, I need to know where can I find the Jedi? And then she's like, you can find a Sokotano Jedi at this planet. And w- what's interesting yeah. is that. The planet Ahsoka is on is not a planet in any canon or non-canon, which I love. I was reading an article about this, and I agree with it 100%. This is so amazing because no one can predict what's going to happen because yeah. no one knows that planet. No one, not in Legends, EU, any of that. It's an unknown planet. The like name of the planet is a name of like a ship in Battlefront Two or something, but like other than that. We have no idea, which I love, the, the mystery, the sense of mystery. Like, they're going outside of the small, like, the show's been good, but it's stuck to Tatooine and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I love how, like, not only the mystery of this season, but I love how this, like, they've kept so much under wraps. Yeah, there haven't even been trailers for the episodes. And to the point that, like, I didn't know until you texted me that Carl Weathers was directing Oh yeah, and like we don't find out the directors until the episode airs. Yeah, which is like really cool. Like they're really not. Yeah. Like anything. Well, I knew that Ahsoka was going to be episode five, uh, two weeks ago because I saw an article saying that the Writers Guild of America, someone had saw that Dave Filoni had a writing credit for episode five. Um, and it's the only episode he's writing this season, so it's. Ahsoka's his character, so I mean, like, if he's writing the episode, it's highly likely she's an episode. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a very 
it's very important that you nail this because bringing her into live action yeah it's, it's not an easy thing and, bringing and animation i would, in I, would and I would hope and trust that john favreau would give that character to dave filoni to yeah because um it's he's the one that created her and so. i would say i would i would say for sure if she gets her own show that he'll he'll write the whole thing i mean okay. I, yeah it's his character um but but yeah so Ref, nay, they named. I didn't expect them to full on name drop her. Um, it's like it's official. Ahsoka's gonna be in the show. Oh, yeah. um, everyone, so, who, everyone who thought, oh, it's just a rumor, it's just a rumor, you know, it's like, well, here's the thing it wasn't a rumor, it was from big sites. It wasn't, uh, no, I mean. um, and yeah, I, I bet you they were pissed when that leaked because they were like. Yeah. This would have been a surprise. I mean, it still is a surprise. We don't know how she's going to be in it or what she's going to look like. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, but, yeah. That's, that's one cool thing, too, is there's been, like, no still photos released of anything yeah. or, or any of that. That's why – that's how I knew – I did not know Bo-Katan was even in this season because – Oh, I mean, you didn't? No, because I, I didn't really listen to anything about that. I didn't – hear that Bo-Katan was actually going to be in this season. So whenever Yeah, was that talking, was, I think in April or May, there was a, like, Katie Sackhoff, and people like, that was crazy because, like, you don't see a lot of the time an animated character being played by the same actor in live yeah. action. That's um, she cool. wait, so I'll send you a video later, but, but way back when that news dropped, like, the next week or whatever, because she used to be on Schmoe's Note, um, yeah. back in the old days, she was on Battlestar Galactica. Um, she was like a regular guest because she, um, she's friends with uh, Christian. They're really good friends. And he had her on and he was like catching up with her. He interviewed her and he was like, hypothetically, if you were, you don't have to answer, if you were in a live action Star Wars show playing the same character you played in the animated shows, hypothetically, if you were, would you want to do that? Would you enjoy the possibility of doing that? And she was like, hypothetically, if I were playing the same character, which I am not confirming or denying, I would enjoy that. <laughs> and yeah. and then she she told him that he knows more about Star Wars than her, which is kind of funny. I, I mean, yeah. Well, she's... I mean, that is kind of uh, that is kind of true. Christian Harloff is yeah. a freaking. Uh, tank when it comes to Star Wars knowledge, although none of them top uh, Sam Witwer. He's like, oh yeah, dude, that dude is. I'm that, playing the game. That dude. I didn't realize. Do you know he has his own video game? The um, yeah, the Star Wars one, obviously, but also that yeah. zombie game, Days Gone. Oh well, yeah, yeah, Days Gone, dude. I did remember that one. Yeah, I played some. Have, of that. have you played that? I played the beginning. I still need to play more of it. It's really, it's really good. Um, it's the storytelling isn't as good as like The Last of Us. It's not anywhere near, but it's yeah. it's I mean, The Last of Us is amazing. The Days Gone is good. Um, the gameplay is different. It's more open world, like GTA. Um, yeah, you can ride around, but dude, it's when you're getting chased by a horde, it's so stressful. Um, because <laughs> um, you have to you have to run. And they have like gas tanks 
set up so you can shoot them and blow them up, but you have to be so quick and so precise. I'm pretty sure it's on sale right now for Black Friday on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, I have the like deluxe edition, uh, the digital deluxe edition or something. Oh, like. you, you you own it? Yeah, I that's how I got to play uh, some of the first part of it. Like, I've, oh, okay. So I played yeah. the half, but it's it's not a great game. The um the uh one of my problems is the like the facial movements with the characters are really bad. Like their like faces don't really. Uh, it's it's I don't get it. That's why I'm hoping that they, um, that like what they did in like The Last of Us Part One and Two, like I hope they really take that now with more video games, because well, dude, why like, do they have blank faces? Why do they do that? Yeah, because like black, because The Last of Us Part Two to me has the best graphics I've ever seen in a video game, and the reason why is because part of the reason why is they used a combination of video game graphics, but also mocap, you know, making sure oh, that- Wait, they do? They use mocap? Yeah, they make sure, like, they had a thing where they were using the people they were in uh-huh. the little- Ashley Johnson was in, like, the little bubble suit things that they wear, and they uh, had her, you know, moving her mouth, and Ellie would move her mouth at the same time, and they were practicing that, and she would, like, lift the eyebrows and stuff, and then they would do that. And I mean, and it's kind of interesting because like Troy Baker looks nothing like Joel. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. But they still did like, like, but they like used the facial movements and their actual like voices and the way that their mouths moved and their bodies moved and everything that they did correlated to the people on screen because they still used mocap. So, um, how much? How much better is the second one than the first one, storytelling wise? Because the first one is really good. Um, the first one's still better because the first one is okay. like the first one's like an eleven out of ten for me. It's like, but it's like my all-time favorite game. I love it. Yeah. The, the Last of Us Part Two. I mean, this isn't like saying anything bad about it, but like while the while the uh, first game is like an eleven out of ten, I'd give like the Last of Us Part Two like a nine out of ten. You that's know? still a great score or like yeah or like maybe even like a nine and a half like i still i like st- i really so it's it's pretty much on par so yeah pretty much yeah it, it's it's almost on par there's just a couple things here and there that i do kind of that i i can kind of see like it never took me out of it but i was just sort of like maybe... i can't wait until i play it so i can find out what this all discourse was all about it, some of it, some of it is stupid. Um, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but there's a certain risk they take. That... I I know what it is. Unfortunately, I was spoiled the big death. Well, apparently, there was a record. There was a record number, or so I read. Some articles were fake. I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently, there was a major number of people who literally turned off the game after Joel died, and I'm like, okay. Like, I played the first game, and I love Joel. He was, like, my favorite. He's probably my favorite character in the series. I love him. But even after the first game happened, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a goner. He's a goner. Like, it's just, that's his, that's his arc. I feel like, yeah, okay, so, so, like he was so, meant to die down the line. So, know? here, here, I'll pretend for one second that I don't know he dies in the second one. I'm about a little more than halfway through the first game. I'm... We're with uh, the father and the son. Um, and I'm right at the point 
where after they escape the building with the zombies and you're like in that like neighborhood like like that residential neighborhood um after you're in the building like where you get all the water or the ele- you fall in the elevator well, about a little more than halfway done so having the halfway done the fact that he dies in the second one it's not that surprising that they would make it her story i mean yeah it's not that surprising father daughter thing i mean yeah make sense I, mean, I, know, I know some people said that like well, you don't do that type of stuff until like the third or fourth entry. And I'm like, well, what if they don't even make third or fourth entries? What if they only planned on making two? You know, it's well, like, well, what you have to understand is video games are very different from movies and shows. Yeah. In their storytelling. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to judge it until I've played it, but I highly doubt I will decide. I mean, it, I mean it, yeah, you're not going to, it was stupid too. Cause like, you know, I heard one person say, like, how could they, um like they were like being all like um upset being like well you know i'm just i'm just mad because they they killed him off i'm like so you're just mad because they killed him off when i mean and and they were like and they could have you know given him a more you know better way to die because he gets effed up without spoiling it he he gets effed Oh, man. in part two like it's free is it like part is it like as brutal as like walking dead does oh, oh yeah it's 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 kind of hard to watch like i'm just like <sighs> oh no like i it was really hard to watch yeah but, but um but like people were like they could have given him like a better smoother death i'm like dude this is the world of the last of us like you're not gonna get a peaceful death it's, yeah like it's a and I feel like I like that they do that because that's realistic to the real world. Yeah. It's not, you know, black and white. It's like, you know, it's gray. It's, you know, just not, it's super dark like the real world is. And yeah. very realistic. And that's just what I love about the storytelling is how just real the characters feel and how real the situations feel. And the yeah, we, we, we should, we should do a big spoiler review for the last of us when I finish it. Yes, we should. I'd be, I would so be down for that. I actually have like the collector's edition of the last of us part two. Um, is that the, is that the same as the deluxe edition? No, the deluxe edition was like, it was o- was only like seventy or eighty dollars, and that was like it came with like the soundtrack. It still came with like a art with like an art book or something like that. But like the del- but the collector's edition came with all that, but it also came with like um, some stickers, de- decals. It came with the bracelet she wears in a in the game, and it like also- like the bracelet you can put it on her in the game. The so it's like a physical it's like an actual physical bracelet that it comes with like in the box and it also was it a pre-order exclusive yeah and i also i also like i pre-ordered it because i i was gonna get the ellie edition the ellie edition came with uh with her backpack and it came with a physical backpack yeah like a physical backpack an ellie backpack was that and it came with um and it came with a record player that had a like a record that had a couple of songs on it from the soundtrack. Wait, with an actual record player? 
well, not well, not the actual record player, but the actual record. But how wait, how much did it cost? Um, that the Ellie edition was like two hundred and twenty dollars. I was oh, okay. I was going to get that. Yeah, I was going to get that edition, but then I ended up getting that sold out like within just like a, like an hour. So yeah. I, didn't, um, I didn't get that. I got the collector's it, edition. Had a statue. It, which maybe is I can the still deluxe edition worth it? The deluxe edition still is still worth it. It's like a soundtrack. Dude, I'm looking at the thumbnail on the PS Store. Those graphics are. I mean. That is insane. That is really insane. This bad boy right here is my uh, is my collector's edition. Oh shit! Oh the, my god! Of the Last of Us Part Two, it was, it was, yeah, it was massive, and it came with um a lot of stuff. But the best thing it came with. Of, of all was wait how much how much did you pay for this this one was about 170 i think uh, i i should have pre-ordered i didn't uh, but this uh, this was the big daddy that it came with right here was this thing what this, is that this is a statue of ellie um playing guitar oh that's so cool right there and like oh nice um nice dark night poster <laughs> thank you but yeah it like has so much detail and the um bottom here says like the says the last of us on it um yeah it's like this is see like the last of us part two and then that's so cool the statue it came with. I'll, I'll tell you, Batman, I thoroughly enjoyed The Last of Us Part Two. It was really, really good. Who, who, aha, aha, a he, a he, anarchy. That's pretty much how uh, all the people I uh, know um, who I always tell I love The Last of Us Part Two. They're always like laughing. They're always laughing in my face like that. Um, so it's basically like saying you like the Last Jedi. Pretty much because uh, it's like the last. It's like the Last Jedi except actually planned out rather than yeah. Um, and it it also came with this cool little art book here. Um, oh, cool which is neat that came with like some art from the game and does that come with the collectors or the the deluxe edition too it has a digital version for the okay man i really this seems like uh because a lot of the time i see pre-orders aren't worth it and ripoffs but this seems like a real weren't really worth it yeah it, it it really it was really um i felt like it was really worth it uh, they provided like um, a lot of stuff in there to make it worth your worth yeah. the full price. Um, which is good. Oh. Uh, here's the rest. I was wondering. I was like, "There's some 
I was like, there is some stuff missing. But um, but yeah, they it came with uh, these stickers. Oh, cool. Um, it came with these pens here. That's, that's so. Are you gonna Are you gonna open that? Uh, I probably am at some point, but I don't even really know where I put pins at. So like, I wear pins on my shirt. I might, I might do that. Or I might like connect them to something as like a collector's thing. But, um, I, or you could, some people put them on their, their car, like inside their car, the cars that have like the soft ceiling and oh, stuff. Yeah. That's a good point. And this is the bracelet that she wears in the game. Oh, it's so cool. This is really neat yeah yeah um let's uh let's get back to mandalorian i don't want to like bore viewers like if they don't oh, to, to no. me this is all cool all, 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 all the viewer all the viewers who are like played the last of us right now they're all like you know being like oh they're they're talking good about the last of us part two this is you know oh, they're, they're like, this um is, this is. it's it's crazy to me how like how like so many people can love something and then also so many people can hate it i know it's it's just like the same and then if you love that thing that they hate then they will like attack you for it and they'll call you a dumb fuck or something yeah which is just like someone someone called me someone said that i was retarded because i liked the last jedi (laughs) (laughs) i i I remember, oh my gosh, I remember there was this guy who was like walking by the Knives Out poster and it, and it had like Ryan, because it had like Ryan Johnson's name on it and um, he was at the theater or something like that and he was like, I should pee on it or something like that because he was so uh, like, mad at the, uh, <laughs> he was so mad at Ryan Johnson or whatever. And so. Seriously. Like in my top fifty movies, and, and, and luckily, luckily he didn't pee on it because that would have been disturbing to see. But I think I'm I, gonna make I, it. I was, I was telling him, I'm like, I'm like, told him, I'm like, dude, it's not that bad. And we were, had a whole argument about it. And later on, he just got so mad, he, I died laughing. Like I laughed so hard because he was like saying, like, oh yeah, well you're just a bitch ass wipe. And then he just like. <laughs> just walked off but like that insult made me laugh so hard when i was at work the movie there i was in the bathroom i was in the stall and these older guys were talking about thor ragnarok and i got i said oh i really liked it too and then he was like what the hell dude this is a private conversation (laughs) i was like okay that's never happened to me i was the one that was like um okay oh Alrighty then, um, I, I don't make any sense to me, but um, yeah. So like, um, so so Ma- Mandalorian, Bo-Katan, um, so yeah. So we're we're gonna see, we're going to see Ahsoka. Um, they decided to have a whole episode in between, which makes us even more excited. But I'm I'm fine with it because. I would have been upset if it was only filler, but it did move yeah. the story forward. It did. Um, it did so yeah, episode re- three. Reference Ahsoka and stuff, which was. So, what's our general consensus? Episode three was pretty great. Yeah, episode three was pretty great. 
Um, it might be my. Hmm. I don't know. It. I. I was gonna say it might be my second favorite of the season, but I don't know because like I really liked. Probably for me. Um, but I have to think about. It, but it might be my second favorite of the season because episode two is my favorite. Yeah. So far. Um, and then, uh, I would maybe say between episode three and episode one are like my second favorite somewhere, maybe. For me, it probably goes, Mm. it either goes two, three, four, or two, four, three. Um, I'm not sure. Four was surprisingly good. I didn't think it would be this good. Yeah. Carl Weathers did a great job for a directorial debut. Um, and yeah, I I think Gina Carano did a great job acting. She she, she gave those creatures an alt right uppercut. Oh it, God! Um, yeah, I she it's amazing. it's I I actually think she's a good actress for a MMA fighter or whatever. She is yeah, and they. And, and it's interesting because they actually had um, two people like that in this season because um, uh, the person who was with Boktan, the kind of like the oh yeah, Sa- really Sasha Banks, pretty black lady, she was uh, Sasha Banks in WWE. And you know, I think it's I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that people are theorizing, oh, she's going to be Sabine, or she's going to be a Night Sister. Or maybe she's a Jedi, another Jedi, and then she literally turned out to be none of those things. She's just a Mandalorian. But honestly, that could work as a show. Like, them, the three of them. Um, I'd see it. Female empowerment. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that would be so cool. Sasha, I want to see her character come back, Sasha Banks. Yeah, and I mean she and she did a decent job for the type for the part that she had, you know. She um for that small part. I've I've noticed that like with the right directors, these like WWE people or these MMA fighter people are actually showing themselves to kind of have some acting chops. Yeah. Um, like like Batista. Yeah, Batista's probably the best example. Yeah. Him and John but the, the best um wrestler actor ever is the rock oh yeah to me it's not even a question but here here's the thing um like gina carano she just like if she didn't say those things she she could become a star like she could uh i mean hollywood might hollywood might forget you know later on she still could become a star because i mean Mel Gibson became a major star, even. He's he the, okay. Mel Gibson is a person that's much worse than her. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, Mel Gibson is definitely worse. But I um, mean, but man, is he a phenomenal actor? <laughs> but, yeah, he he's he's a great director. Yeah, a great director. Yeah. What's interesting is Andrew Garfield said he never felt unsafe being Jewish on a movie. Which I mean, well, I mean, I, I just because you don't insult a Jewish person, it doesn't mean you're not anti-Semitic. You know, no. it's like the, it's like just like the I have a black friend. You know, it's like, um, yeah. I think, 
Mel Gibson just like I try not to think about him. Um, yeah. yeah, he is. He is one of those. He is one of those that I'm able to separate the art from the artist. It's easier when it's just directing. Like, um, yeah. what's the war movie he did? I really love that one. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, but 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 yeah. So so episode four was surprisingly great. We. So yeah, this is where like we really get to see the kind of stuff we're gonna see in the series. Like yeah. these death troopers or dark troopers. I mean this is this is really interesting. Um and the possibility we might have saw Snoke. I mean this is crazy, but that's cool. So so we see that uh, this was really well directed, the way that the reveal to the characters that Moff is still alive the way they directed that where he's like no this is an old recording he's dead and like no it's three days old and they're like wait if moff gideon is still alive and then they rush back to baby yoda and it's like (laughs) it's so well directed all the action it's so intense um i was legitimately scared for baby yoda i was like are they gonna capture him again Oh man! Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, dude, there are. I think they are gonna do something that will like make fans kind of like, oh my god! Like you know how like they ended an episode with like um, which with Quill, which is so sad with Quill. Like they ended the episode oh, with like his death, and it was just like, and I and it was so funny because like on my birthday we came home that night. And the whole group of us watched that episode, and my friend Jared's just sitting there. He's just like, <sighs> he's like, "Yep, I hate." Oh, you. Did you notice in this episode that in that town there's a statue of IG Eleven or IG Eighty Eight? Uh, yes, yes, I and saw a statue of him. Which is really um, they should, yeah. The I think the perfect character for Moff Gideon to kill, um, to get a harsh range going, I think would it actually be if they introduce Rex. I think Rex would actually be the perfect character. Um, the perfect character for what? F- to be killed by Moff Gideon. Yeah. To, because, because that would make, that would motivate Ahsoka. Yeah. To really want to kill him. Um, that would be, re- I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that could work, and um, and I definitely think that I don't I don't know who's gonna play him. And, Who Rex? And and it, and it could be a small part, but I think he if 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 Ahsoka shows up this next episode, which is very likely, then I think that um, you could see him pop up. I mean, that just makes well, sense. well. I think if Rex is in it, it's gonna be the same actor who's playing Boba. Well, yeah, but remember, he he's not the right age, though. What do you mean? Because Rex, this takes place six years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so Rex is old. That guy could play an old Rex. I mean, they would have to really, I mean, makeup nowadays you can do anything with makeup. So they could they could do it. I mean, with makeup, they could just give can... him some gray hair, and I'd buy it. Yeah. Or they could cast another completely different actor. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But that actor is 1960, so he's December 1960. 
So that would make him 60, right? Yeah. That would make him 60. Rex yeah. is probably like equivalent to like 70s or something. Probably. And could be and could be fine. Um but yeah, I would I think but good at 60 if that's the case. <laughs> but they need they need to introduce Star Wars casual fans, so the character first and they need to get to know him. Yeah. Um first, but I think that would be a good way if you introduce them for him to die. Um I think that character, if we're reintroduced him, I think that the perfect way for him to die is like in a battle or like a sacrifice. Because yeah. he's a soldier. He was created to be a soldier. Um, or maybe just like maybe he or if they wanted to make fans be like pissed off at Moff Gideon, maybe they find a way to where like Moff captures him, Rex tries to get information out of him, he won't answer and he tortures him and then Moff ends up like killing him or something like that. And you know it, you know what would be really good is kind of like in The Walking Dead, there's an episode, I'm not gonna spoil, where like a character is being held hostage mm. and then they kill like they're across a gate from the main characters and they kill him right in front of them. <laughs> like you think that kind of death. Yeah. Um that, that would be oh man. Just thinking about that. Gina Carlos Pizzito, he's such a good actor. See so yeah, that the craziest thing about this episode at the end when he smiles. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that was uh, made me kind of uneasy. I was like, kind of creeped out by that. I'm like, he is. Uh, I the, he's got some plans up his sleeve, and I do not like it. Um, but yeah. So I think that they're doing some experiments. Um, some experiments on something, whether it's so. So Zuda experiments on something, but then we hear in the message that he's like M count. So this is basically confirming that he was trying to take midichlorians out of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, yeah. He wants. He either wants force powers for himself or for those soldiers he's creating. Which I just realized. If they're using those Mendichlorian, the M counts, to make Snoke, then does that confirm that Baby Yoda has to die? Um, no. How would that confirm Baby Yoda has to die? Because, like, if they're, because they would be using his DNA, right? Um,. Uh, what do you use his DNA? Because like, because they said they needed his M count, right? They already have his DNA. Oh, okay. I thought they needed more of it. That's what I. Well, yeah, they need more of it. Yeah. But, but I don't think Baby Yoda has to die in order. I mean, because I because I remember though in that episode when like in season one, you know, I think they I thought they referenced that like it would have killed him if they kept on you know oh doing it i mean i mean who who knows if they're gonna actually explain snoke in the show yeah um, um i i don't know i don't i don't know if they'll kill baby yoda yeah. i don't know they, uh, i mean they, i think i think i think they're smart enough if game of thrones didn't kill off peter dinklage then i think that they are then i think that 
this show is smart enough not to do that because Game of Thrones knew if they killed off Peter Dinklage, they would lost they would have lost a lot of fans. But yeah, um, he's kind of the audience character in that show. Yeah, like he goes through all this crazy. I mean, he's involved with the Lannisters. And then he's involved with Daenerys. I mean, he goes all over. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah. But um, yeah, I really loved this episode. The directing was great. I Whoa. I loved when the stormtrooper falls down in the lava, and then the other stormtroopers are watching. And then one of them did a Wilhelm scream, and I was like, yes. <laughs> oh really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, they did when they were falling down. I think it was like one of the ones that fell when he was like when he reached the top and was fighting them I think oh wow those, i think one of those guys fell off into the yeah whatever them. I was like, yeah. Uh, so yeah i really relate to baby yoda because if i had force powers i would use it to steal food too oh yes that was so cute and they used one of the uh droids of um c3po yeah those uh, c3po droids i'm uh blanking on what they're actually called but there but yeah that is um that, i thought that was really cool because they uh that's what those droids are is they're just a bunch of useless knowledge you know bundled into one dro- one droid and so it makes sense that they would have them as teachers and uh, yeah I, i'm oh man next uh, next episode i'm gonna watch it right when i get up um uh, yeah. I, right up on friday i mean i'm just gonna i am i'm not i'm not a madman like alessio who well no i'm not gonna stay up i mean jesus christ i'm not crazy who's like stays up to like 3 a.m and yeah oh that's just oh jesus if i'm gonna Um, if i'm gonna do something like that i'm at least gonna take a nap early i can't i can't mess up my sleep schedule because i always wake up in the morning i mean i can't really do that I mean, I can't, I can't do it either. But like, I remember, I remember when like the Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two came out. I remember, I, I, the midnight showing got sold out, so I didn't get to see the midnight showing. But I got to see a three a.m. showing. Do and you know that the Harry Potter movies have been playing in theaters near me like several times this year? Yeah, same. They played near me a bunch of times this year, and I didn't get to see any of them, unfortunately. Wow. On the um, I need to see. Um, oh, I need to see Freaky so bad. Dude, yes, you do. That was that's the most fun I've had in the cinema this year, and I know that's not saying a lot because of the there, year. There's been some good movies, just not necessarily in theaters. Yeah, not but you know, but like. I was I was worried because like when we first came in, the movie was like about to start, and then there was like only like maybe two other people in there, and then it got kind of packed. But you know, for a forty percent capacity type yeah. of thing, I was like I was like oh okay cool, and um so it, but they made it all really fun, and that was just a blast. And I hope that it does come to uh you know premium VOD soon, but um it felt so good going back to the theater and it's good to have like for a theater to have a new movie that is like exclusive to theaters right now for people to go see yeah stuff like that like i i have a feeling they'll do that with uh the new because i don't think it's going to make that much money anyways 
I think they're also going to do that with like Monster Hunter coming out, which is that like video game. What about uh, the the Croods? Do you think that's going to be good? Um, I wasn't even a fan of the first one. My friend loves the first one. He's a big Nicolas Cage fan. I'm a I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan, and his new movie Jujitsu came out today. Oh, oh. I, I need to watch that. That is, is it- like the masterpiece of 2020 right there. Wait, <laughs> is it supposed to be good? <laughs> Dude, it's it's wild. It's called jujitsu and it's not even jujitsu that they're doing. Wait, I think I've heard of that. Wait. It's like this it's like this tra- it's this trailer where Nicholas K Wait, how, how do you spell that? It's like G I U and then G I T S U, I think is how it is. Huh. That's I'll see. That's Nicholas Cage's. He is um But uh like yeah, he he's just like they're they're pretty much what it is is there's like this like robot or something that gets created who's like this machine or whatever and um and like knows jujitsu and so like Nicholas Cage must you know rally another group of people to take it down which is it's it's so oh my lord <laughs> oh god it, it has um a 32 percent on Rotten tomatoes it's so... but no 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 but but that's not reliable because there's only 22 reviews oh dude that's why people what when, when you're what? looking at a rotten tomato score you have to look at the amount of reviews yeah uh, oh yeah like i mean people will be like oh 100 percent movie it's got nine it's got nine reviews like when yeah when, when freaky first came out or the the rotten tomato score i remember people sent me in like a 90 something sent me it and they were like saying like look at this this has like a 100 percent, and it's got like on rotten tomatoes and i'm like yeah from like nine reviews yeah people don't know people think 100 percent is saying the movie is perfect no that could be saying all of the critics think it's really good but not great. I mean, even then, that one hundred percent. If it's only from a small amount of critics, that could be like most of them are giving it like three out of five. You know? Something yeah. Like and like- you really have to look at individual reviews because sometimes critics label the review positive, but to me, it looks negative. Yeah, and it's so weird. It's like they'll sometimes give it positive. They'll sometimes give it negative even though they'll give it, like, positive scores. And then it's, like, you know, like, a 3 out of 5, I consider still a positive score. Um, yeah. But, like, sometimes a rotten, a rotten tomato will be a 3 out of 5. And, I'm like, and then a fresh tomato will be, like, a 2.5 out of 5. And I'm, like, what? I'm, like, I don't get Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, let's, um, let's finish this I really loved. I really loved episode four. I thought it was fantastic. Tower Weathers. I want to see him direct again. You know what would be cool? What if he gets to direct other Disney Plus shows? Like, like what if he gets to direct an episode of a Marvel show or something? Or gets to direct like a Boba Fett series, the or like a Boba Fett episode. Oh yeah. Like that. That's so interesting that that show is supposedly happening. It's uh, supposedly filming. As like, I, I know that report like, said it could start shooting as soon as next week. Yeah. So. And that was like when the first episode aired. So it's like. Yeah. You know. 
So, oh. like, I am upset that we're not going to get a Star Wars movie for a few years, but it's okay because we're still getting new Star Wars like, like yeah. stuff. And I mean, st- <clears throat> yeah, and it's like they they don't really, they have to figure out, like, what other kind of Star Wars, because now that the episodic movies are done, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do next as far as movies go. So, I think what they should start doing to, to have an extra movie is I think they should have series finales for these shows when they eventually end be a movie or release it in theaters. Yeah, um, that, that would be really cool. I honestly think that like if they would have re- if they released the first episode of this new Mandalorian season um in like IMAX theaters, man, that would have that I think could be that would be a hit. Yeah, pro- probably when it's actually safe to go to theaters. Yeah, um, it's just I saw Indiana Jones and the theater I was at. A lot of people like who yeah. weren't even eating popcorn took their masks off, and like I, I asked an employee, but they like asked them to. But it's just it's it's uh, it's, I mean, it's it's still they're socially distanced, and it's still you know, like and and I know some people who like don't eat their popcorn to make it last through like pretty much as much of the movie as I can. Like I know the rule for me is I don't start because every time I eat the popcorn during the movie, if I eat it too early, I'll have like a little bit left over when the movie starts. So I always don't eat it until the movie starts, until the movie starts. Well, unfortunately I can't go to my local AMC for the time being because that mall is shut down right now because there was a shooting. Oh no! At the, I messaged you about that. That was in oh, nationwide news. That was that was in Wisconsin. Yeah, dang. That's in dude. That's shootings happen there all the time, but this one is in nationwide news. Man, it's was, dude. It's it's scary. I um, I I've been to that movie theater very recently. I saw. Memories of Murder there. I saw Happy Death Day there with my mom. Was it actually? Was the shooting actually in the theater or? No, 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 no. It was at the. It was just at the mall. Um, but it was by Macy's, and Macy's is on the same side as AMC, just a few down. Yeah, it's it's scary. But the theater website still has showtime for this weekend, so I don't know if they're. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think the theater can be. I don't think it's allowed to be open. Um, I just wonder how long it's going to happen because I wanted to go to the theater soon because I um, they're playing. What are they playing? They're playing Elf. Oh, what, dude? They're playing Knives Out there now. Hey, nice. I'm gonna make it a tradition to watch that movie every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, they're also. Playing- Christmas tree. I always have my traditions um, around Christmas time. Like I always will watch Christmas Vacation and It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I always watch those around Christmas time. Um, but I'm adding like newer Christmas movies this year, and, and then I I sometimes will. Last year I wrapped gifts uh, uh, to a double feature of. How the Grinch hmm. Stole Christmas, and then Die Hard. This is very strange. They still have Showtime's available for Tuesday. Oh, 
they're playing Tenet again in IMAX. Interesting. That's weird. I have I won a giveaway for two tickets for Tenet. You you won a giveaway? Yeah. Nice. I need to use them soon because I don't know how long it's going to be in theaters for. Yeah, I mean, and 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 how many times have you seen it now? Once. Yeah, you saw it at a drive-in theater, right? The yeah. Time. Yeah, I mean, you seeing it probably in an IMAX theater would be the best way to see. Yeah, it. the best way. Um, the theater I work, it's funny. They when they started playing it, they put subtitles because people complained they couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> um, I am. Um, hey, what do you think though should win best sound at the Oscars? That or Sound of Metal? Sound of Metal, no question. <laughs> yeah, that was. That oh, was, we 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 should review Sound of Metal. We sh- we should. That is um uh, really great. Yeah. So, oh, they're playing Gremlins at my theater. Yeah. And White Christmas and Scrooge and the Polar Express and then National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes, the best. Scrooge is I I need to see that. I own the Blu-ray. Yeah, Scrooge is with Bill Murray is so. Yeah. And Dude, we should review On the Rocks. That was I finally watched it. Finally watched it. What did you think? Oh man, it was it was it was great. Um, it, it almost feels like this role was written specifically for Bill Murray. Yeah, I feel like that too. Like he really just he chewed up the scenery, and I know some. I know one person I talked to who said like, "Well, he just sort of seemed like he was playing Bill Murray," but I'm like, it was well, more nuanced than that. I no, I don't think so. I think there's more to it than that. Yeah. Um. um so yeah. Wait. Let's close out this Mandalorian. Yeah. So we. I've enjoyed the season so far. We're gonna we're gonna try to do weekly reviews now. Yeah. And Michael, if you want to join me every week, be glad. Yeah. But Ahsoka is that's it's gonna be a lot to talk about there. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. When Ahsoka, we literally have no idea where she's been. We yeah, literally not no. Literally, Rebels ended and she's like Gandalf or whatever, and that's it. Yeah, we don't know what's happened since, so it's going to be really exciting to see to see where she's been all this time. Um, yeah, I mean, and I I really hope they use her theme from the animated shows. Yes, yeah, was dude, that to... theme. Oh man, the that... most emotional scene where they do her theme is at the end of the season two finale of Rebels, and then the season five finale of Clone Wars where she leaves and they like playing they first they play the Star Wars theme like the the force theme except it's depressing it's dun, dun, dun. it's like depressing violin it's yeah. like oh my god um but yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it I cannot wait to see Ahsoka I mean that's honestly yeah that's honestly I mean, what I care about Ahsoka yeah like Ahsoka is like I'm gonna freak out so hard when I see her I <laughs> That like they have her do so, like kick some serious booty in that episode. We're we're gonna we're gonna see a lightsaber. And they let her like do some epic action sequences or something awesome like that. So I'll like just freak out because like 
you know, they gave Bo Katan some really cool action scenes. Oh yeah. So I'd expect them to give Oh no, I forgot to talk about it. I loved in the last episode when Mando when he, he dove out of the ship and used his jetpack. Yes, I love oh, that. So awesome. and, and you know I, what they could do? If they the- really want to milk Mandalorian, they mm-hmm. should do a video game in the style of Fallen Order. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, if they really want to milk it, I mean they'd make a ton of money. I'd play that. I would. I'd play as as him. That'd be really yeah. Um, and you would one of your abilities would be using Baby Yoda, using the force. Yeah. But speaking of ships, I loved when the uh, ship was like doing that like hype like super speed into the TIE fighter as he was shooting the TIE fighter. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah. And he was doing that. And uh and Baby Yoda's just sitting there like Hey, well, that was, dude. The way they directed that Tie Fighter sequence in the new episode was amazing. That was. It was so cool. You and can that, watch these episodes as short Star Wars short films. Yeah, and and just with like much higher budgets, because like the um the whole Tie Fighter chase was just like gripping and just was on the edge. Of, well, I was just like on the edge of my my seat watching it. Um. Especially once they lost their gun that they were firing with, you know, the that Carl Weathers was using, and I've I've it's so funny because I like at first I thought, okay, are you just like a bad shot and can't hit any of them, or are you like trying to do a plan here to like shoot at the rocks so it like collapses on the Tie Fighters or something like that? Yeah, that's what I thought he was doing. Yeah, that's what I got the idea that he was doing is he was trying to shoot at the wall so it would like collapse on the Tie Fighters and. But it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what's gonna happen with uh, Ahsoka, not to speculate too much, she's gonna be in this one episode, and then she'll be more of a recurring character next season. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. This is a very long episode. <laughs> very long. Um, yeah, we 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 kind of went on some tangents here and there, but yeah, definitely. But this will not be the last you see of us this will not be the last of us there will be a part two no there will be a part two and there will maybe even be a part three you know so yeah okay see see you all later bye yeah see ya bye